Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, good afternoon and welcome to the COB brought to you by Ausbiz. I'm Gemma Acton, joined by Scotty, David Scott. Well, that was a pretty uneventful end to the trading week after what has been a remarkably busy week. It feels like after so many results have come out, we deserved better than a flat finish today. Yeah, it's kind of reminds me of like you know, a car back in the day and the petrol tank was like you no know, running dry and you're starting to stutter along. That's what it kind of felt like today as uh, I just, I think everyone is knackered uh, <laughs> trying to go and keep up with the, uh, the amount of results that have come out this week. It's been absolutely chaotic. And then you go and overlay all the other things over the top, you know, geopolitics, you know, uh, we saw what happened with TWE in particular early in the week. We've got the presidential election in the United States coming up. You no know, border wars here in Australia. So I think uh, everyone, everyone, everyone was kind of ready to go and pull stumps early. And it kind of felt like that into the close and the, uh, the flat finish says it all. Yeah, and the people are going to have to um, get their energy back over the weekend because uh, the mayhem continues next week. But one of the results that stood out today was Suncorp. Um, difficult year for them. Um, still maintaining a dividend, which is interesting in this climate, seeing how different uh, companies, particularly financial institutions, have approached the dividend question. Yeah, exactly right. So obviously, such an important uh, investment thesis for investors. Uh, what's the, uh, the outlook for dividend payments and the like? Uh, so I think that was welcome today. Also interesting talking to the, uh, to the chief executive earlier today about uh, you know, the online pivot. Such a common thing we're seeing across so many companies at the moment is this movement towards being more online, uh, obviously helping to go and reduce costs and outlays, etc. So really interesting to see that. The shareholders certainly like the results. Uh, one of the top performers on the uh, XJO today. Well, one company which um, certainly made the pivot to online work for them. In fact, they were a bit ahead of the game uh, with Redbubble, of course, the online uh, site where you can buy artisan-made products. Um, they delivered still a loss, $9 million, um, but uh, investors loved it, up by more than 3% today, uh, even though they will be paying no dividend. Let's have a listen to what some analysts think about Redbubble. We'll start with June Beilu from Tribeca Investment Partners and her thoughts. This company, it's not as diversified as Etsy, so it's still in its infant stage of growth. So, so far, it's doing very well. So, you kind of need a bit more execution uh, before we actually see that happening. And at the moment, also, its product range is quite narrow as well. So, there's a bit of T-shirt, there's you know face mask, and all of that. So, um, so for that valuation to close over the, over the next few years, they really have to broadening out um, its product range. Would you buy it at this price? I wouldn't because it's rallied hard and there are so many other similar businesses that has a much more established market position. I think it's an interesting story. I think it's an attractive e-commerce business. Um, however, I do agree. I think it's run very, very hard and it can now come back. With that face mask that you talked about, actually it gave back $1.4 million back to the artists. Wow. Now, we don't have a platform these days that are really helping musicians, artists. Now, Spotify, you'd think that you'd get some yep. get rich out of that, but you don't. don't the yep. artists don't. So giving back $1.4 million, albeit there was a big number on the sales side of it, 
they actually gave profits or money yep. back to these artists. And then that means the artists will support it again. And I think it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yep. So I think it's a great story, great e-commerce business, but yeah, I'd wait for a pullback. Okay. And that was Adam Dawes from Shoreham Partners talking about Redbubble. And David, you mentioned just before um, retail investors and how much they love a dividend. I think certainly in this country, it's something we've been conditioned to expect from many institutions. Um, certainly a very clear yield play for many people's personal portfolios. Um, but retail investing more generally has become very interesting this year. Um, the traditional retail investor has changed their profile a little bit, getting younger and younger. Seems so, and uh, using uh, applications that uh, basically encourage a bit of churn and a bit of speculative activity. So there's no doubt that uh, I know as a proportion of uh, all trading activity, uh, retail investors are certainly making a high proportion this year. And um, I, I freely admit, I, I thought that it might have been a bit of a bell ring moment. I've seen plenty of people more recently go and talk about, so I know the fact that we've got these people piling into it, the likes of uh, Bankrupt Hertz and Monitor, uh, Tesla, uh, and, uh, and another huge gain overnight uh, after announcing a, a stock split last week, of course, which uh, I got a bit irate about. But uh, it also makes me wonder, like, you know, is it just retail who are driving this market? How is it really just speculative activity? Well, it probably is a bit of speculative activity. It's probably a bit of FOMO as well from the more experienced money managers. One thing that caught my eye this week uh, in a busy week was the uh, Bank of America Merrill Lynch Fund Manager Survey. And I found it really instructive what, uh, what the fund managers were doing. So these guys and girls manage you know, upwards of you know, 500 uh, billion US dollars. And they're only now just starting to go and warm to this rally. So we've already seen the S&P 500 go and lift over 50%. It's at record highs now. And only now they're starting to go and warm to these particular uh, areas when it comes to like, historic norms. So I just wonder, you know, at some point I think it's going to come up like all... I won't say crashing down, but I think there's probably grounds for like you no know, a pretty significant correction in the uh, at some point in the uh, in the medium term. But I just wonder. I, I think it can continue to go higher at the moment if you've got both retail participating and no sign of stimulus checks and uh, running mm. out and the like, and you've got people being forced to go and buy because it's mandated to basically try and beat a benchmark. Mm. I just wonder where it's going to go to. Uh, who knows? Twenty twenty delivered lots of surprises. Maybe like another five ten percent on top of what we've already seen this year. Nothing would surprise <laughs> me at this stage. Uh, well, it's been a little bit difficult for many investors because not just retail investors, but many professional investors have been flying blind with so many companies have withdrawn their guidance mm. and just refused to uh, give any insight and numbers. That's obviously changing right now, given we're getting earnings reports out, so we do have a better grip on where, how various companies and industries are faring. Yeah. One that many people have their eye on, particularly retail investors, will of course be Afterpay. Now, it's been a market darling, well, since it reached its uh, $8 low back in uh, April. Um, so we should have some more clarity after that. Now that's coming up in the week ahead. Yeah, nearly a 10 bag of anyone who bought <laughs> at, the, uh, at the bottom. But uh, yeah, I found the, uh, the guidance upgrade interesting this week. No, I, I can't believe that, uh, no, that bad debts are actually going to continue to decline. You look at what's going across now. We've talked ad nauseum, I know I have certainly, about the effect of JobKeeper. And I think that people are not uh, really taking into consideration also things like uh, the early access to superannuation. We've had upwards of $33 billion uh, withdrawn from super. Not all of that is going into you know, paying down mortgages and, and savings and the like. A lot of that is going into you know, spending uh, things on afterpay like that are obviously benefiting. We're seeing discretionary retail doing well. Retail sales figures out today, Gemma, looking at a 12.2% increase year on year, up 3.3% in July. That's despite what's going on with Victoria. So obviously, uh, you do wonder uh, whether these are uh, no, these things can be sustainable, and whether the bad debt charges that I uh, know have gone the latest tailwinds.
can actually be realized in reality. Yeah, it's also really hard to make much of the bad debt numbers that have come out of the, um, the banks so far with regards to the deferrals because what we saw, we saw a snapshot effectively to the end of June or to the end of July and that's the exact point when banks were trying to transition customers off it. So when you did see a, a big fall in the numbers, we understand that a lot of them were very much encouraged to get off these uh, deferral programs. Yeah. So exactly. whether whether they're able to um, maintain that or not going forward will yeah, be interesting exactly to see. Exactly right. Now, are they going to have to fix the interest? You I mean, it comes back to you know, repaying the actual loans. Are they actually going to repay the full amount, or is it only a partial repayment? No one really knows. So there's so much opaqueness when it comes to the financial system, the you know the health of household finances at the moment. Who knows, Gemma? Like, no, I'm sure that we'll probably get some more greater clarity, hopefully. Uh, towards the end of this year. But at this stage, I just think it's speculation to go and try and determine what's going to happen. All we know is that there's a lot of stimulus in the system at the moment. Yeah, and so speaking of the consumer, we've got Woolies results out next week. Um, having seen Coles' results and the increase in the dividend, I'm sure many Woolies shareholders will be uh, looking very much forward to seeing what they can deliver on Thursday. What else have you got your eye on for the week ahead? Uh, look, uh, the payrolls data is coming out on Tuesday. That's from the, probably the economic highlight. Uh, we've got Jackson Hole on the uh, central bank front. So a virtual Jackson Hole. Maybe it's like you know, playing one of those Winter Olympic ski games back in the day <laughs> on the uh, PlayStation. Maybe maybe try and do that for other central bankers. But uh, I'm interested in, uh, in Fortescue Metals. Uh, people know that I don't mind uh, having a look at what's going on in iron ore markets. And uh, Fortescue Metals, what a story, what a turnaround story it's been for that company. And uh, with iron ore prices flying at the moment, uh, Fortescue has been a money-making machine. So I'll be intrigued to go and see whether it can exceed exceptionally high market standards. We'll find out later next week. Yeah, um, it, uh, yeah interesting times ahead, certainly. Yeah, I, I can't imagine being lured to a central banker's conference without the promise of Jackson Hole there as a venue. But, uh, yeah, a couple of uh, tipples <laughs> on the uh, the rooftop and everything else. Prior, prior years, I'm sure, was probably nice in, uh, in late summer. And, uh, but it's not this year, unfortunately, for the uh, central banking uh, fraternity. No. Well, listen, it's been an exhausting week for everyone here at Ausbiz, and I have no doubt for uh, many uh, viewers as well, given, um, given the flood of reports we have been sorting through. So I think I might leave you all to go and enjoy your weekends. Um, I thank you for being with us this week and get some sleep because next week doesn't promise to be any quieter. Yeah, rest up. We're over the pump, uh, the hump of, uh, of earnings season, but it's going to be another busy week. So rest up and uh, enjoy weekend and we'll see you bright and early on Monday. Thank you for joining us. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.